Shalom of Racha. So today we're going to a Rebchaim. This Rebchaim is so fundamental. It's much a piece. So we're going to go through it. We're going to go through it well. And then in Mitzvah Shalom, once you finish the Rebchaim, we'll get to, if we have time for it, we're going to get to the Gemara. About it, Sarek Shivato. If we don't have time for it today, we'll go through it uh, next week. In Mitzvah Shem. So we'll start here. The Rebchaim is on a Rambam. The Rambam is in Perak Aleph, Allah Gimel, and Hilchas Chametz Matzah. And I'm bringing for the Rambam inside, but the Rebchaim quotes it. Let's read the Rambam. The Rambam says, You don't get Malchus for the prohibition of Unless you acquire Chametz on Pesach, or you are Mechmet, you treat the Chametz on Pesach, that way you have a maisa. Meaning the Rambam is bothered by a question. We know there's a concept called a lab shein by maisa. Not a lab shein by maisa, you don't get malchus for it. Now, the reason you don't get malchus for a lab shein by maisa, Pashtas, is because the fact that we derive you get malchus is we learn from the lab de chasima. Lab de chasima is muzzling an animal while you have it with thresh. He's walking and stepping on top of all the wheat kernels. If you muzzle him so he can't eat, that's asr. That's a lam sheish b'maysa. There's an action there. And that action, because the prohibition necessitates, it demands an action in order to accomplish that prohibition, only there, when there's an action, that's where we can extend the concept that you get lashes for transgressing that prohibition. But if you don't have any kind of action, we can't derive from the lav de chasima. That's a Gemara of Metziah Daf Tzadi. So the Rambam says, How do I get Malchus on the prohibition of Bayer Bay Matzei? Hello, Bayer Bay Matzei is a Lav Shein Bamaisa. There's no action, it's, an, it's a prohibition of ownership. So it comes on the Rambam, and the Rambam says, You only get lashes if you acquire Chametz on Pesach. So that demands an action to acquire it, an active acquisition. Or number two is that you create the Chametz, you make the Chametz itself. Now this this. The second way of having lavja, of having milkus on chametz is really an issue. That's the truth. It's more of an issue than an answer because, you know, how do you make something chametz? You know, if you look in the Meseches Psachim, the way you make something chametz is because you make a dough and then you leave it. You dafka, don't do an action. Theoretically, if I were to knead dough the entire day, it could be that it doesn't become chametz. So specifically to make something, to be mechmet something, is to start a process and then leave it, not to do an action. So why chimtza, what the, what's the expression, why that would be considered lav she'id yesh maisa, is a big discussion. I'm not going to get into it. If you want to get into it, it's something which you're curious about. If you look at a, a Frankel Rambam in the back in the Sefer Mavteach, I'm sure they'll bring you 20 different sources of different ways to discuss how you can be mechmet something and why that's considered lav she'id maisa. By the way, those are the two ways you can do it. But if you owned chametz prior to Pesach, and now comes Pesach, it's also to own it. But you didn't get rid of it. Rather, what did you do? You just left that chametz in your domain. Even though you transgressed two different prohibitions tangentially, Parenthetically, I will add that Rambam learns that Bayer Bay Matzah are two separate Isurim, not one Isser. As clear here, they're two separate Isurim. It's not clear like that's true in the Gemara. It's not clear that's true in the Mishanim. But the Rambam's world, it's for sure to have Isurim. End parentheses. So, in a Torah, you don't get Malkus just for owning it. Since you didn't do an action. 
but nonetheless you get Malchus Mardus. So it's clear here that you get Malchus for owning Chavetz for the prohibition of Rabbi Matzei. When? When you do an action in order to transgress it. Now, comes along Reb Chaim and starts off as follows. The Kvar Hikshu quotes Reb Chaim the Chirinim already ask how could it be that the Rambam is willing to entertain that you get lashes, you get malchus for the prohibitions of Rabbi Matzei? Though it's explicit in the Gemara in Psachim and Tzari Hayim Aleph, the Lavi de lo Yeruah ve lo Yimotzei have Yanav and Nitikla Asay de Tashpisul. We know that Bo Yeruah Bo Yimotzei is a Lavi Nitikla Asay. The Kasha Ale Rambam. When it's therefore difficult on the Rambam, Shepasak to bekin a chametz on Pesach to have a meisaloika, v'tzaruchin, that when you acquire chametz on Pesach, that it's considered like a meisa, and therefore you get malchus. How could it be? Allow it to have an etiklesay. We know we've spoken out already, Medas Tosfos, that there's a concept called eleven etiklesay. Eleven etiklesay, we'll say it with Chazrit. Why not? Is that when you do a prohibition, the Torah sometimes, most of the time, does not tell you what happens when you transgress that prohibition. So therefore, if you eat chazer, chaz v'shalom, someone eats chazer, and they transgress a prohibition of eating chazir, so they get malchus. Why? Because we know it's the general, general principle that when you transgress a lav, so you get malchus for it. Now what happens if the Torah tells you what to do afterwards? So now, there's one of two ways to explain what that what happens. Let's say simple. The Torah says, don't tigzel. You can't steal. No, you stole. Chas- yeah, you stole. You did, a bit, you did the wrong thing. So should you get Malchus? So it comes along Chazal Kadeshim, and they say, no. Since the Torah says, the Torah gave you a mitzvah. And that mitzvah rectifies that what? It rectifies the transgression that you did. So therefore, that was the Torah's way of telling you when you transgress this prohibition, this is what you should do. When the Torah gives you an antidote, when the Torah tells you what to do after you transgress the love, so then, under those circumstances, then you don't get malchus. Because the Torah told you what happens. But if the Torah doesn't tell you what happens, then we go back to our normative principles. So when it comes to Lavinetic, let's say, the Torah told me what to do. So then, if the Torah told me what to do, I don't get malchus. There's two different ways. There's maybe Achiezer talks about this by Richa, so maybe there's two different types of Lavinetic, let's say. It could be that when a lavinitic say logically rectifies the transgression, for example, you steal something, the returning the lost object is a rectification of it, so the mitzvah of Vezagzela doesn't even have to be written juxtaposed to the lav of Lo Sigzel. The two things can be totally disjoint, and even in the way they're written in the Chumash, because logic dictates that it's a rectification of the tra- transgression. Whereas when it comes to, let's say, Shalach HaKan, that you're not allowed to take the eggs with the mother bird, but then you send her away, so there's not a rectification of the action that would happened. So there, the Achiezer claims that the two things, that the, the mitzvah has to be juxtaposed to the love, etc. But these are all different things we could talk about when you learn Masechus Malkus together, the third part of Masechus Malkus. But for our purposes, you don't get Malkus for Either because we rectified it, or because it's not to me to lav whatever the pshat is, maybe it depends on the type of lavinitikla essay. But you don't get malchus for it. 
So asks the Chaim Beshin Achreinim, how could the Rambam paskin? You get Malkus on the prohibition of Bariba Yimotzei. Haloi, Bariba Yimotzei is an avenue to say to the mitzvah of Tashbisul, Abamba Kasha. It's not like this. The Chaim is going to come and try to answer this question. The whole piece of Chaim is to answer this question. Now, if you're going to ask me, how would you address this question? I would say very simple. It depends. What do you do with the Gemara of Tzadihei? If you learn, like, the Rush, I'm sorry, not the Rush, if you learn, like, the Rashi and the Ran, and for our case and purposes, the Rambam, that Tashbisu is a mitzvah humus, it's a mitzvah that you want to perform, it's something that you do before Zman Eser, right? So then, the Gemara on Daf Tzadihei, like we saw already, is a discussion whether we're going the fact that it's not meant to class saying, so I would say that the Rambam is not Gorus like Gemara. And therefore, if the Rambam is not Gorus like Gemara, he doesn't have a problem with Lamanitic Lassay. And he just holds like Rashi and the Ran, right? Although the Ran's Mephorish, that you can fulfill Tashpisu before Zmanissa. So if you can fulfill Tashpisu before Zmanissa, you have a mitzvah, you have an obligation to fulfill Tashpisu before Zmanissa. Then definitionally, it can't be a Lamanitic Lassay. If definitionally, it can't be a Lamanitic Lassay. Because you can fill it beforehand, so maybe the Rambam holds the same thing. Aye. The Gemara in Tzadihei, it doesn't go like that, Gemara. Whereas when it comes to Tzadihei, Tzadihei, you know, on Tzadihei Amad Aleph, and Tzadihei Amad Beis, there he says, Tzadihei says that I pass it like the Ri, that the Ri pass it, I'm sorry, like the Gemara, that's how I'm going to declare say. That's how I would go. And then the, 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 the whole question doesn't start. I have to declare say. In the world of the Rambam, it's not. Like the Ran. But Reb Chaim doesn't do that, and there's a reason why he's Reb Chaim, and the reason why I'm not Reb Chaim, like we're going to see. But that's how Kilo, if, if someone's going to ask me, that's how I would start. So let's see what he says. And it seems like in this concept, Now, what did the Torah write? According to Yehuda, that says that the chametz, the way to fulfill mitzvahs tashpisu to get rid of it is through sreifa specifically. It makes a limud, a derivation from from nosar, the same way nosar, a korban which is left after its proper time, is a mitzvah to burn it. So two chametz bezman iser also mitzvahs besreifa. So if you burn it, then afra mutter kedin kol nisrafin afra mutter. Then it has a halacha like all of the nisrafin that is afra's mutter. Now. In order to understand what he's saying here, we have to digress. There's a Mishnah in Tomorrow, the Mishnah in Tomorrow is on the Vamid Gimel. The Mishnah discusses what happens is different types of Yisrael Hanor. Some types of Yisrael Hanor necessitate to be burned. The way that we deal with them is that we burn them, get rid of them, destroy them. And then there's something else that's called Mina Nisrafin, things which are burned. The other things are Mina Nikbarin, those are things that we bury. Now, there's a Halacha. That if something is mina nisrafin, so if you burn it, after you burn whatever necessitates to be burnt, then the afer of that burnt thing is permissible to use. So, for example, if I have klai hakerin, klai hakerin, the din is that the chayv sreifa, I have to burn it. So then, once I burn those klai hakerin, I could take all of the afer, which is very rich in nutrients because it was a bunch of fruits or vegetables that I burnt. 
So I could take all those afer and I could use it as a fertilizer because once I burnt it, then it's usable. But if I take something which is not a chayv sreifer, rather it's chayv kvural, so even if I burnt it, I still have to bury those ashes. I can't use that as a fertilizer. So it comes along the tour and says, according to Rabbi Yehuda, chametz has to be burnt. Wow, how do we know that? Because mitzvah is sreifer, it's a derivation from Nesar. So claims the tour, once it's din, was a din of sreifer, was a chayv sreifer, then it's afer is mutter, the ashes, after you burn it, are mutter the same way that everything which is minan israfin, that once you burnt it, it's afer is mutter. Or the Rabbanon, but according to the Rabbanon, who are chilek and rebihudel, that I can burn it and get destroy the chomet in any way, then afroi asr kedin Then even if I have, I burnt it, and now I have a bunch of afer, that afer, that dust is still going to be asr to get benefit from, like everything which demands to be buried. Yeah? So even if I burn the chametz, since it's no demand, there's no mitzvah, there's no special obligation to burn it, so even if I burn it, it's still going to be asr. Now that's a statement of the Torah. Rabbi Kiva Eger wants to ask on that. But if Yimash HaKosva Tisis, the hard and israf and af mutter, that which the Tesis wrote to explain that why is it when you burn something, which is chayiv to be burnt, that it's afer is mutter, v'nikvorin afer and asr, but when it comes to something which has to be buried, it's afer is asr, humishum dinasrofen ikemitzvah, it's esvasan. The reason is, is because when it comes to things which have to be burnt, there's a mitzvah when you burn it. There's a mitzvah to burn it. The Torah said, hey you, Yid, burn that esrofi hana. Vulcan, and therefore, when you went ahead and burned it, Having Nasis Mitzvahsan, then you fulfilled the mandate which the Torah told you to do. The Torah said, Burn it, you burnt it, so now good. That's how you had to relate. This sorry, Hano. Now that you did it, you can relate to it like it's something you shall have to. You can use it. That which is not true when it comes to things which have to be buried. That there's no mitzvah whatsoever in its burial. The only reason we're burying it bechlal is so we don't come to stumble upon it. We don't want to have any negative interaction with it. And therefore, the burying is just a means of preventing any kind of misuse. But it's not something specific that we're interested in an in uh, in action that we're trying to have done to the chametz. Then, therefore, when it comes to Miktarin, there's no Nasus Mitzvah once I buried it. Vim Kane, but if that's true, Bechomitz, when it comes to our discussion of Chomitz, Degani Mashbasas Bechodovol, even if you can destroy it in any way, you can fulfill Tashbisu in any way, you can be Mefaraz or the Ruach, you can throw it to the Yam, Halo Ika Mitzvah de Tashbisu, no matter what you did, there's still a positive Mitzvah Tashbisu. In Kain, and if that's true, you fulfilled the Tashbisu when you're Mefaraz or the Ruach, even if it's Mina Nikbarin, and according to the Rabbanan, it's Mina Nikbarin, how do we know? Because it's Hashpasasa Bechodava, there's no specific command to do a Sreifa. Although once I did Tashpisu, irrelevant of how I did it, then it's Nasis Mitzvahsun. And inasmuch as it's Nasis Mitzvahsun, that should allow me to utilize the Schametz. I'm a Farazul Ruach. I didn't burn it. It's Nasus Mitzvah. And according to Sarav Tesis, that's what's giving me the heter. So I should have heter once I was Makai the Mitzvah Tashpisu to use the Chomets in any way I deem appropriate. 
Abam Kasher from Rabbi Kiva Eger on the tour. So now Rabbi Chaim is going to come along and try to answer Rabbi Kiva Eger's Kasher. So this is Rabbi Chaim as follows. V'nila deloid domi ha-mitzvah shil tashbisu dashbasasa v'chol dobah le-mitzvah sreifo. He wants to make a distinction. There's one type of mitzvah called the mitzvah of tashbisu, and there's something else called sreifo of Yisore Hano. Now what's that different? The mitzvah tashbisu b'shari hashbasais when it comes to the mitzvah tashbisu, when it comes to destroying anything else, have a ikr ha-mitzvah The main mitzvah tashbisu is that we don't want the bainim, the owners, to own chametz. We don't want you to have chametz. Masha inkin, a mitzvah that which is not true, if the mitzvah is besreifa, have a mitzvah shechayil b'hachheftzah shel chametz. It's a mitzvah which takes effect on the object of the chametz itself. The Khalabidin Srefa that it took effect on this object, on this chametz, on this piece of bread, that it needs to be burnt. Meaning to say, by every mitzvah we can discuss what's the nature of the mitzvah. So he's claiming as follows when it comes to the Rabbanon Davar, we're not interested in the chametz. We're interested in the Bailim. And we want you, the Bailim, not to transgress the prohibition of Bari Rabbi Matzei. So you know what we say? We say, hey, Bailim, get rid of it. Make sure you don't have anything which we consider chametz near Rishos. Because if you have that, you're going to transgress Bari Rabbi Matzei. And therefore, get rid of it however you can and make it not chametz. And once it's not chametz, so then you won't you fulfill the mitzvah Tashpiso. Which is in you not having chametz in your domain. It's a, it's a mitzvah which is incumbent. The interest is on the man, on the person. When it comes to Din Sreifa, we're not interested in the man not transgressing by Rabbi Matzai. We're interested in this chametz getting burnt. We don't want this chametz around. This chametz has to get destroyed. It has to be burnt. There's a mitzvah that this chametz has to be gotten rid of. How? Through Sreifa. So this, this it's, a, it's like a, the, the chametz on death row. It has to get killed. It has to get burnt. It has to get out of here. So is the chiv, is the mitzvah on the person? We are interested. The Torah is interested in this person not having chametz in his rishos, and therefore it told you get rid of it in any way so it's not in your rishos. Or the Torah is interested in this chametz. This chametz is to get burnt. We have to do something to the chametz. And therefore, says of Chaim, and therefore regarding the allowance of Nasus Mitzvah, which Tesis said is the heter of the Nisraf in the Mishnah and Tamuru, Bainin Dafka Shia Nasus Mitzvah Bachhefza has not a Chefitz. Therefore, we need a mitzvah which spoke to the Chefitz itself. We, the Torah, views we have to do something with Chefitz. This Chefitz needs a Sreifa. I, this Chefitz, got a Sreifa. So then we did everything regarding the Chefitz that has to be done. But if the Torah never spoke to the Chefitz, the Torah just said, Hey, Yid. I'm going to tell you how to make sure that you don't transgress a prohibition. That's not something which we could say, you know, this is not, we did everything we had to do regarding the, the chametz. We talked about the chametz. We talked about you, the bailim. And therefore the svar of Nasus Bitzfaso, which allows you permissibility to utilize and engage in the chametz, and the Yisor Hano, is only once you accomplish something qua the chametz itself. V'loikshet bailim kimu mitzvah deram but not in a circumstance where the owners just 
fulfilled the mitzvah that was incumbent upon them, does it have to do with the chametz itself? Vulcan, and therefore, that's Pshat in the Torah. The Torah says that when it comes to Rabbi Yehuda, that according to Rabbi Yehuda, once I burn my chametz, so then I'm allowed to use that chametz. I can use it like my fertilizer. Why? Because there was not such mitzvah. But when it comes to the Rabbanon, the Rabbanon, there's no din sreif on the chayfetz. Therefore, even once I burnt it, even though I fulfilled the mitzvah tashpisu, it's not a tashpisu, it's not a mitzvah which spoke to the chayfetz. It's a mitzvah which spoke to the gavra. And since it didn't speak to the chayfetz, there we don't say the hetter. That's the mitzvah say. says, Rabchaim, dimash basas If you could get rid of it in any way, rakabaylim kimu mitzvah, she'im lehem chomitz. And what happened here? That the baylim fulfilled the mitzvah of tashpisu, that they don't own chomitz anymore. Therefore, that's not going to allow for the Eifer to be mutter. That which is not true, that if the mitzvah is like Sreifa, Dafka, like Rabbi Yehuda, then that's a mitzvah that we fulfill the mitzvah in the object itself. And therefore, it's considered like we fulfilled the mitzvah through the Maisa Sreifa. Therefore, the Eifer of the chametz is therefore going to be permissible. That's how Reb Chaim wants to answer the question for Rabbi Kiva Eger. Now, once we have this principle, so Reb Chaim is going to take this principle, which he, what did he do? He proved a Yesuit, a, a principle, in the Torah itself. The Torah makes a distinction between Rabbi Yehuda, that's Mitzvah Sreifa, and the Chachamim, that's Mitzvah And what did he prove? He proved that the nature of the mitzvah of Tashpisa was different. When it comes to the mitzvah of Tashpisa, according to the Chachamim, it's a mitzvah which is saying, you bailim, don't transgress by your body matzai. Whereas according to the world of Yehuda, the mitzvah of Tashpisa is to search and destroy any chametz, the bisarif chametz. Chametz on Pesach needs a sreifa, demands a sreifa. So the two totally different mitzvahs in the world of the Torah. And through that principle, that's how he answers Rabbi Kivega's kasha. How come we don't say Anas's mitzvah on the Tashbisu of the Chachamim? The answer is because Anas's mitzvah is saying when the chayfet demanded a mitzvah, when you perform that mitzvah, then the chayfet reverts back to its state of sehata. But when you don't have a mitzvah on the chayfet, we don't have that allowance. So now that we have this yesid, comes along Rabbi Chaim, and he may answer up for the Rambam. Well, the Fizeh, Based off this principle, I, Reb Chaim, want to explain the Rambam that says you can get Malchus on the prohibition of Rabbi Matzei. Why? The reason why Rabbi Matzei is not considered Lava Nitik Lesei, we have to explain. It's because Tashbisu primarily is what we call an Isarasei. We're going to explain this soon. Shaloyele Chametz. That you shouldn't own Chametz. And it's considered like all the things which are prohibited with a positive commandment and a negative commandment. Which doesn't allow to become Nitiklesei. So now, let's explain what this means. So we'll start with the concept of Alava Nitiklesei. I'm sorry, uh, an Israel say. An Israel say is as follows. You know, there's some Isurim, there's some mitzvahs, I'm sorry, that were interested in the action. For example, the Torah says, Biyama Rishin, 
right? You take yourself a little of Daladminim. There, the Torah is interested in you taking these four species and picking them up, right? There's a mitzvah. The Torah is interested in you blowing a shofar, hearing a shofar. The Torah is interested in, you know, aliyah regal that you go up to the Makam Mikdash, right? The Torah is in, there's all these different mitzvahs, so the Torah is interested in an action. And that the point of the mitzvah itself is for the action that's performed due to as such. There are other mitzvahs, we're not interested in the action. We're interested in the result of the action itself, right? Now, I'll give you an example of such. It could be that there's no mitzvah to, for a person to go to the mikvah, to become tahar. It could be the Torah doesn't want you to be tummy, and the means of not being tummy is to go to the mikvah, and therefore you go to the mikvah, now you're tahar. The goal wasn't to dip. The goal was to be tahar. The way to be is not to be tummy. So the way not to be tummy is to go ahead and and go to the mikvah. So so too here. When it comes to Bayer Baimatse, he claims of Chaim that the goal isn't to destroy chametz. That's not we're, inter- we're not interested in the action of getting rid of the chametz. We're interested in creating a reality that you don't have chametz and therefore don't transgress the Bayer Baimatse. Creating that reality so you don't transgress Bayer Baimatse is the positive commandment. So it's a positive commandment to destroy the chametz, but it's not a destruction of chametz that we're interested in qua the destruction of chametz. We're interested in the destruction of the chametz qua the not transgressing the Bayer Bay Matzei. There's a very important distinction. And that's what Reb Chaim's claiming is the Isra say. Now that being said, that means that the Isra of chametz, the prohibition of chametz, really has two different commands regarding it. One command is the prohibition of Barabai Matzei. And since it's a prohibition of Barabai Matzei, therefore, therefore what? Therefore, that's one love. And there's a different thing. There's a mitzvah tashbisu. The mitzvah tashbisu is also a mitzvah to not transgress Barabai Matzei. Right? It's two sides of the same coin. Every time that I have a situation where I don't Transgress by Yabai Matzei, that's a fulfillment of Mitzvah Tashbisu. And the Mitzvah Tashbisu is fulfilled when I create a state where I won't transgress by Yabai Matzei. So let's give an example. If I have a Makam She'in Machnisim Bechamitz, so there, according to this stance, I cannot be Chayim, I can't be over on Yabai Matzei if there's Chamitz and a Makam She'in Machnisim Bechamitz. Why not? Because since I'm not obligated to check there, whatever checking I do, I fulfill Tashbisu with. And since I fulfilled Tashbisu through that Badika, even though it wasn't a Makam Shein Machinis Machamet, that means that I can't transgress by Rabbi Matzei. So that means I can't be Chayev in, in a, in a, in a Bali Rabbi Matzei, in a Makam Shein Machinis Machamet. This is, this is, this is like a, it's, a, it's a concept, it's a wild concept here. Now, since there's two of different mitzvahs, there's a mitzvah, there's a Chiv, a Lav, so now, says of Chayim, then it can't be a Lavanitic Lassay. Why not? Because like we've spoken out, Lamanitika essay means that the Torah told me what to do when I made a mistake. I may I have chametz, burn it. I stole something, give it back. Right? The, the, we're rectifying a wrong. We're fulfilling the Torah's mandate in a circumstance where I transgressed a prohibition. So now, a Lamanitika essay only works when I transgressed a lav. I can fix the lav by doing the essay. But what happens if I did more than just transgress a lav? What if I transgressed a lav and was mevatel an essay? 
So since I transgressed a love and was mevatel and say, so then, so then, I can't, I can't be, I can't, uh, I can't be menatik the love and the essay with an essay. That kid definitely can't be love and the essay. And once that's true, since it's a, since it's an iser essay, then the Rambam can't hold that it's a love and the essay. So let's see the Reb Chaim again, and let's figure, let's, let's go back into it. Yeah, Ulafiza, based off this, when we show them Rambam, the Rambam is very clear. The like in a lavi, the like of a limotze. You get Malkus and by Rabbi Motze. Why? The lam, the like chashiv lavinitikla essay. The reason why it's not considered a lavinitikla essay that you perform to fulfill tashbisu to rectify the lav of by Rabbi Motze. It's a rechlimer. It has to be to mishum desverle dehach tashbisu. It's because the Rambam's of the opinion that the mitzvah of tashbisu ukaru hu ikar essay. Its primary function is to make sure it's a mitzvah to make sure you don't transgress a lav. It's to make sure a mitzvah don't have chametz. And therefore, every time I transgress by Rabbi Matzah, I'm also being mavat to the Kiyamitz's essay of Tashbisel, to the Havinitikla essay, which then I can rectify by performing another mitzvah's essay. That's everything we discussed. And that's only true, though, if we say Hashbasas of Chodavar. Commotion is buyer, like we explained already. That if we say that the mitzvah of Tashbisu you can perform in any function, there's no specific way to get rid of it. The whole point of Tashbisu is to say, make sure you don't have chametz. Now, what's the parameter of that? Make sure you don't have chametz. Make sure you don't have chametz, meaning to say that make sure you're not over by by matzah. There's a mitzvah to make sure you're not over by by matzah. And since that's true, the Rambam is the opinion, so then he's going to tell you that it's necessary to say that it can't be monotic to love. Masha Inkain, that which is not true, if we say that the mitzvah of Tashpisu is Bistrefa Davka, you need to burn it. Imkain, if that's the case, then there's a mitzvah which is demanded to the specific object itself. And then it's obvious that it's Nitikla essay. The same way that Seifas Nefsar is an Avinitikla essay. You're not supposed to leave the carbon over. I left it over. So then rectify it, burn it. So too, you left the comments over, rectify it, burn it. So he wants to make it here that whether it's Navinitikla essay is going to depend on whether you learn if you learn that means that the main pasuk of Tashpisu is telling you don't be over the Bari Bari Masay once that's true that's a mitzvah on the Gavra and the Gavra if he isn't Mekayim Tashpisu is Mevatel an essay in a lav and therefore he can't not take that lav that's an impossibility whereas if you hold that the mitzvah of Tashpisu is an essay the say to burn chametz that you can only do when you have chametz bismaneser, and there it's an avinitikal essay. That's what he said so far. Now at this point, I want to add tangentially. Astam, um, I'm a little confused. According to the Rambam, please Adarabe, if you answer this, if I'm saying, I would love to hear what you guys have to say about this. But according to the Rambam, there's two lavin here. There's two lavin. There's a lav of bari and a lav of bari matzei. Every time I'm over bari bari matzei, let's not take it every time. Every time that I'm over bari, both bari bari matzei, yeah, I transgress both of them. I have chametz on my dining room table. So now, why do I have to come onto the fact that 
according to Reb Chaim, that it's a lav and an essay, and that's the reason I can't say that it's bar rabbi matzah lav and a essay. Why can it be that since I'm over two lavin, that's why it's not nitikla essay. One essay can rectify two lavin. How could one essay rectify two lavin? So maybe that's the reason why I get. I'm, it's not a lavin nitikla essay. It's not maybe it's a kasha on the Gemara. I don't know. It's a kasha on Rabbi Yehuda. It's a kasha on Rabbi Yehuda. I, I could just say that it's not. It's not. Uh, it's only one love. Shem holds it's only one love. The Ram holds it's two lavin. It seems it seems like that would it would be that somehow one essay can rectify two lavin. That's how you would have to say. I would wonder, Adarabba, if you guys know a precedent for such a thing, if you have a makar for such a thing, please get back to me. But either way, yeah, that was a tangent. Now back home. So now comes along, Rabbi Chaim, and he continues. And even if you were to say, that even according to the opinion that the mitzvah is, it's with a sreifa, that included within that mitzvah is also that tashbisu is don't be over that iser of having chametz. Obviously, though, the aspect that you were interested in the burning is something which is positive, so we can qualify it. The aspect of burning that chametz, and that's a mitzvah, like anything else which needs sreifa, like klaya kerem and orla, and like everything we've spoken out so far. And since the Shreifa is also included within the Pasuk, so then, the burning of that Chometz, after his minister, is considered like an Nitzchai Asay. Based on this, we can explain the Rambam. Why? The Gemorrah, which we brought, that says explicitly, that by Rabbi Matzei is the essay of Tashpisu. There, Hakaima libid Rabbi Huda. That Gemara is going like Rabbi Huda that says Chometz is Besreifa. Chometz b'Achazman says Besreifa. K'movu b'Sugisham. Well, Rabbi Huda the Sfaradi Mitzvah says Besreifa, and according to Rabbi Huda that learns that the Mitzvah of Seifa Psita to have a nitikle essay. There, the Mitzvah b'Gufa Davar. It follows Besreifa, demands Besreifa specifically. That's a Mitzvah in the object. And therefore, we're saying deal with the object. You have the object of Isser, get rid of the object of Isser. So then we can say that's Nitikla essay. Masha'in kina Rambam. But according to the Rambam, the Pasuk of Perigimum, Hilchos Chametzamatza, the Rambam Paskins, you can get Chametz rid of Chametz in any way. It doesn't have to specifically be Ayde Sreifa. Vim Kain, if that's true, Leke Bahachta Dashpisu, Rakesra Seilochud. You can only have the midst of Tashpisu. As in Israel say, Shalayyadam Chomets, that you shouldn't own Chomets. Therefore, the Rambam who holds Hashpasas Bechodavar must be that he holds that it's an Israel say, and the he doesn't hold like the Gemara on Sadi Hay. Sadi Hay is going like Rabbi Huda. So, Rabbi Chaim did something unbelievable. Rabbi Chaim came along and he said that really, there's two ways to understand the mitzvah of Tashpisil. Isn't it a mitzvah kiyumis? Is a mitzvah essay, burn Chomets, shake a lulav. Right? Burn chametz? Or is it no? It's an Isra say. Do a mitzvah to make sure you don't transgress by your Matzei. That being said, says Reb Chaim, that's really the Machloikis Chachamim in Reb Yehuda. Reb Yehuda says that the Sasra is going to tell us that the mitzvah is an Isra say. I'm sorry, is a mitzvah, Nitzvah, 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 N
that say Hashpasas Bukhotovar, and then it's Daf Kanimin Isra Sey. The Gemara Daf Tari Hey, which says it's a Lavanitic essay, is going like Rabbi Huda. But the Rambam Paskin Vachachamim, how do we know? Because the Rambam Paskin is Hashpasas Bukhotovar. If the Rambam Paskin is Hashpasas Bukhotovar, then he's learning that the mitzvah is an Isra Sey. That's why you can get Malkus on it, as long as you do a Maisa. And the Gemara Daf Tari Hey is in the Kasha, because that's coming like Rabbi Huda. And the Vada Rabbi Huda is a Chilik. So that's Reb Chaim did a piece here. It's a mamish, an unbelievable piece. Now the didon that means that we have, you know, that's that's re, that's regroup. We have right now Machlekes Rashi, the Rambam, and the Ran in one camp saying that mitzvahs tashpisa was something you do beforehand, right before zmanisar. What is that we doing before zmanisar? It's making sure you don't transgress. Why Rabbi Matzei do tashpisa to make sure you don't transgress? Why Rabbi Matzei he's learning it in the Sirasei according to the Reb Chaim. Mashain kintisus. The re paskins like Rabbi Yehuda, like we saw in two places already. Therefore, the re is learning that it's not an essay, it's a mitzakiyumis, and it's a machlikis. In bechlal, what's the gedder of the kiyum mitzvah tashbisu? According to the Subchayim. Unbelievable. So, this Subchayim is going to fundamentally change our understanding of the, of the mitzvah. I'll give you a nafkamina. A nafkamina, besides whether or not you can do it before Zmanis or after Zmanis, what happens according to the run? Rashi, Rambam. Let's say there's an, I'm in a new house. I bought it from a contractor, and you know all the workers from the in the, the the contractor, you know, had uh, they had to eat gluten free. What do they? Celiac. There's no gluten in the house ever. No one ever had chametz in the house. Yeah, and now I move in out of Pesach. So do I have to buy chametz to fulfill its tashbisel? So before the Sabchayim, I could have heard, yeah, why not? I'm saying, what? Maybe it's a mitzvah, you have to do the mitzvah. According to Sabchayim, the mitzvahs don't be over the love. Going into the house is a key of the mitzvah. I'm the Bayi Chametz. The mitzvah is not to be over the love. I'm not over the love. How do I know? Because the whole place is a Mokim Shein Machnis and Bayi Chametz. So Avada, I'm going to mitzvah. Gishmak. It's not like this. I'm going to read for you a Gemara, one the Gemara. That's the piece here. It's an unbelievable piece. And... Uh, I was saying it, it, it sheds a whole new light on the Gedda Mitzvah Tashpis of the Lambert by Matzei. Fine. Now I want to go after this Reb Chaim. I'm going to see now a Gemara on Davav. The Gemara on Davav is a fundamental Gemara. We saw it already in Tis and Davbiz. But let's crack into it. There's a lot to work on here. There's Mamash a lot to work on here. Um, but Adarabba, let's go slow. We'll start, take an initial read and we'll take it from there. I'm going to read Rav. A person does bedika needs to do bittel. My timer, what's the reason he has to do bittel? If you're going to tell me the reason why, when you do bedika, you also have to do a bittel is because of pirurin, the crumbs. And the assumption is that since they're crumbs, you might not find all of them. So since you won't find all the crumbs, the little, do a bittel for the crumbs. So then. Says the Gemara, you don't have to do that. Why not? Because halal chashivi. Those crumbs aren't important. Now, who cares if they're not important? Seemingly, since they're not important, you don't have to do a bittel on them. They're bottle on their own. And therefore, you can't transgress by your baymatzei. What are you going to say? Since when you lock your front door at the end of the day, you're also protecting those crumbs of chametz. And therefore, that gives them a certain significance. And therefore, you can still transgress the Boyer Oya, Boyer Matzei. That's giving them Chashivi, that's making them important. 
Tanya, I'll show you that it can't be because it was taught in a brisa. If you have figs which are never going to ripen, and you scarred the field that those figs are growing in, for grapes. So these figs which are never going to ripen are in a field that you're protecting for the grapes inside of them. Or if you have grapes that are never going to ripen. And you're guarding the field that these grapes are never going to grow in for your zucchinis and your, for, for your gourds. So now what's the din regarding those sofi te'inim and sofi te'vonim? So it says the Gemara, If the balabais is particular, he wants to keep those fruits and he doesn't want other people to take them, then there are sur mishum gezel, it's also to take them, it's nisad rice of gezel, v'chayovin b'maisar. And you have to separate maisar, shumas maisar from it. B'zman she'in balabais makbid aleihin, but if the Balabayas isn't particular about those Sufitainim and Sufianim, then Mutarid Mushum Gezel, then you're allowed to take them, they're not Gezel. Upturid Mushum and they're Potter from Aisar. So that's clear, he has a proof that even if you're in a locked in area, protected area, if the owner, if it's something which is insignificant, it's not something which is going to be eaten, it's crumbs, it's unripened figs or unripened grapes which are never ripen. So then, they're ownerless. The fact that you're shamer that Malcolm has no relevance. So So now we have to go ahead and say then, why are we doing the bittel after the bedika? Why are we doing the bittel after the bedika? Just rely on the bedika. So Amirava, Rava says it's a gzira. What's the gzira? The gzira is maybe you'll find a guska yafi, you'll find a delicious donut. Vedaita alavei. And your mind will be on it. And since you'll find this donut, your mind will be on it. You're going to transgress by Rabbi Matze. Now, seemingly, right? Let's go back. We'll, we'll get to that. It's the Gemara. Yeah, Pasha, before we ask Kashas. Ask the Gemara. Who cares? Who cares what? Who cares if you find the Gluska Yafyafer? Even if you find it, the moment you find it, you do Bittel. And once you do Bittel, you won't transgress by Rabbi Matze. So why do I have to do bittel when I do bedika? Let me do bittel if I find it in the future. But why do I have to make this carte blanche rule? Says the Gemara, Dilma Mishkachas the Maybe you'll find this beautiful donut after Zmaneser. Velav Bereshusa Kaima. And there the donut's already going to be Asabahano. Velav Matimaftil. And you're not going to be able to do bittel. How do I know that it's not mine anymore? It's Asabahano. Damar Balazar. Because we have a statement from Rabbi Elazar, the two things which are not belonging to a person at the domain of a person, and the Torah made it as if they're in Rishos. These are the two things, uh, pit in public domain, and Chametz from the sixth hour onwards. So the Gemara is clear that the reason we're doing this bitl, is because I might find a delicious donut in the middle of Pesach. And I can't do a bitl on it because it's after Zmanesar. That's the Gemara, that's the Pashavit of the Gemara. Now, right now, what I want to do is I want to read it again and I want to ask Kashas. Yeah, we're not going to have time to answer the Kashas this week. Next week, we're going to get to the Kashas, understanding, breaking this Gemara. But this Gemara is a catastrophe. Let's take it one step at a time. I'm going to be Huda Merav, Abudik Tzach Shevatel. Yeah, Rehuda Merav comes along and says, Abudik Tzach Shevatel. Why? 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 What's Bidika have to do with Bittal? 
you can say, What's the connection to Bidika? Bittel and Bidika are the same thing, they're two different things. Let me, let me flesh it out. So every time that I do a Bidika, so then what? So I'm concerned I didn't do a good Bidika. I'm concerned I didn't find something. And the whole reason for the Bidika is for what? So I'm not even on Bariyabai Matzei. So the Bittel is going to ensure that I'm not even on Bariyabai Matzei. So the whole context of Yehudim Rav, I understand, let's say in that camp, of Rashi, Habudik Tzach There's a connection inherently between the Bidika and the Bittel, that they're both coming to make me not transgress the prohibition of Bariyabai Matzei. According to Teisvis, Habudik Tzach There's a mitzvah of Bidika? There's a mitzvah of Bittel? No. Tashpisu is alive in the Tikla Asei. So I have to make sure that I'm not over the love. The fact that there's what? The fact that there's Bayer Bay Matzei demands that I address that to make sure I'm not over it. What do the two things have to do with each other? What's the connection? What's. Fine, say, say, make sure you don't over Bayer Bay Matzei. Why is it connected to the Bedika? And if I don't do Bedika, I don't have to do Bittal? So I won't do Bedika. What? And what's the. Number one, what's the connection? It's a in Tisvis, what's the connection? Continues the Gemara, my time. What's the reason? If it's for crumbs, you're not going to transgress by Rabbi Matzei because it's not Chashev. Now I have a new question. Very good, you don't have to do Bittal for the Pirurin because the Bittal was. happens on its own. You won't be over by Rabbi Matzei and Chashev. But. Apashtakash, do I do Bidika for Pirurin? What about the Bidika? Good, the Bittal I don't have to do, the Lochashivi. What about the Shemiyavala Ochlei? I have a pretzel which is less than a Kazayas. As Lochashiv, clappy the body by Matzei, but I want to know the Shemiyavala Ochlei, I like pretzels, I'm saying what? I don't have to do Bidika on the pretzel because it's smaller than a Kazayas? Pella, Kasha. Kasha, what do the Elam think? I have to do Bidika? The Gemara said I don't do Bittal. The Gemara brings a proof. That even if it's Mintur or Agav Beso, so I'm not Makbid on it. I'm not getting into the Sugya, there's a lot to discuss here in regards to Trumus, Maestros, etc. Gezel, but we're not getting into it. Focusing on the Sugyas by Rabbi Matsi Tashbisel. Smart says, fine. It's not for the Pirurin, rather, what is it? Shemim Segluska, Yafi, Fevadaita Alavei. What's Daita Alavei? What's Daita Alavei? Shemim Segluska, Yafi, I find it. I'll find it. Daita Levei. We'll see you next week. The Machalikas Rashi Tesis. Each one's difficult in their own way. Each one's Geshmak in their own way. What's the Daita Levei? Ask the Gemara of the Kimishkachas Levatli. The Kimishkachas Levatli. What? What? Why would I do Bittal? I would do Bittal. Why? So I'm not everybody by Matzei. But I don't understand. I've, what are we talking about? Let's even go back. Where was this Gluska Yoffe? Let's ask better. Where was the Gluska Yoffe? If the Gluska Yoffe was the Mokim Shemachnisim Bechomitz, so I'm over Bari Bari Matzei the whole time. So it's not Shem Yimsa Gluska Yoffe, it's that Shem Yesh Gluska Yoffe. Even if I don't find it, I'm still over Bari Bari Matzei because I have Chomitz and the Mokim Shemachnisim Bechomitz. I was Chayvim Bedika, I didn't do the Bedika. And then I were talking about the Mokim Shemachnisim Machnisim Bechomitz. And I chance upon it on Pesach, Lechura. Right, it has to be. So I find this chametz, a glusky yofe, and a mokem shem mechnisa mechametz. How did I get there? I have no idea. It's an anomaly. But it's there. Now it's daita alavei, whatever that means. Yes, the gemara of the kimishkachas elavatli. 
when you find it do bittel. Do bittel? Why would I do bittel? So Bishlam, according to Rashi, the Ran, etc., I'm assuming for whatever reason, we'll have to explain that. But I wasn't over by Rabbi Matzah yet. If I'm over by Rabbi Matzah, so Avada can't do bittel. Why not? Why not? Because it's an Asana And the whole bittel is saying, don't make the Asana Kosov. So if the Asana Kosov already kicked in, the bittel doesn't work. So why wasn't there an Asana Kosov yet? It's after Manasseh. We'll have to explain that. But, do a bittel, fine. But according to the Tesfis, I'm over by my mother. I'm over by my mother. So do Tashpisu. What's Tashpisu? The Tesfis is Tafka Sreifa. So do Sreifa. Why? I have a mitzvah tashpiso I could do. We may not take the love. Why did we my it? Kasha. Thesis. What happened? No, we can't make the vatle. Answers the Gemara, no. Why not? Because I also called the Kilber Shusay. I didn't know that beforehand. What's the answer? I knew it was Manisar. I knew it was Manisar. Answer the Gemara, do bittle. Answer the Gemara, it's Manisar. So what? There's a half a meaning that if it wasn't Zman Isser, so I could go ahead and I could I could I could do Bittal? The Gemara forgot that? What's what's the what's the back and forth? What was the Havamina and how did the Gemara answer that Havamina? Now the last question I'm gonna put out here, and next week we'll get to the Rashis, I mean Tashem, the Tasis, and Mamish and then the Sapta Gamench. But the last question is that the Gemara says, Duma Meshkachaimal. Now, what's that mean? Who cares if it's in Rishus or not? I'm not discussing Rishus. I mean, obviously it has to be in Rishus, because if not, you're not going to be able to buy your Matzai. But being in Rishus and not being in Rishus has nothing to do with Zman Isser. So Rashi, Rashi, you know, comes along. The Labir Rishus who? In Rishaloi. It's not his. It's not his. What? We're discussing Rishus. We know there's two different things. There's something called Shalcha and Rishuscha. Right? To be Makadish something. To Makadish something, Beis HaMikdash. It has to be Shalchal B'Rishuzcha. Someone steals it, it's Shalchal, it's not B'Rishuzcha, you can't be Makadish it. It's a Chomet, to be over by Rabbanatay, it has to be Shalchal, it has to be Yochomet, it has to be B'Rishuzcha. Says the Gemara, that after Zaman Esa, it's not B'Rishuzcha. Says Rashi, not even a Kalima, Rashi says, it's Eino Shalchal. So what happened? The Nakuda here, there's a concept of, of, of Shalchal, there's a concept of B'Rishuzcha, the two separate concepts. So how's the Gemara going ahead? How does Rashi know to go ahead and explain that? As a Eno Shaloi, he doesn't even say Kegoin, Ruts Lomar. Right? He's not apologizing for the language. He's saying, this is basic Taich. Why is that basic Pshat? Although we know there's a Din of that's relevant in regards to Chometz also. Why is he ignoring that? Mitzvah Shem will pick up next week. Looking forward.